the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm getting over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, it doesn't matter if you've got a Jeep, want a Jeep, never do anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... I have no idea. Well, Jeeps, of course. Oh, okay. Nothing else to talk. (laughs) It's Jeeps this week. All right. Well, we can do that. (laughs) You know, without the girls here, you've just read right through that like like nobody's business. That was your best read of that line ever. I I don't know. And you know, I wasn't in in the right spot on the show notes either. I had to start from memory (laughs) and scroll down to it. See, that's 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 how you do it. Just do it off of memory. Quit I guess so. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jeeper, my Jeeper. Boy, do I have some Jeep news for you on this episode. Two stories that you wouldn't believe if we didn't have the pictures to prove it. And later, I've got an all-new must-have, and I'll ask you, the listener, a question about what you do with a certain personal item when you go off-road. You know, I, I told you that I'd pay you for those pictures, that you didn't have to put them up in public. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it's Wendy. I just wanted to say howdy out there. We're in the middle of Utah right now on our way to Michigan on two wheels, not four this time. I'm not going to be on the show today. Sorry about that. But uh, we're on a trip to go and uh, kind of visit Michigan and hang around Wisconsin, see the museum, and just have some fun on the road. So anyway, I'll check in again uh, next week. I'm going to say hi to you guys. Hi to everybody in the Zoom room and we'll chat at you later now now two wheels means a a wheelie right they're doing a wheelie and a jeep all the way to michigan (laughs) utah to michigan that's a 25 hour drive good lord that's a lot of seat time on a on a motorcycle yeah wendy and bill do this uh motorcycle thing every year and uh boy i gotta say i don't know how they do it i don't know how they do it but but it's gonna be beautiful it's uh, but it's gotta be just a beautiful thing well when it's not raining or you know blazing hot i I wonder how hot it gets on those bikes man i just thought about that it'd be like uh uh uh, what was it uh uh forrest gump running across the country but but on a motorcycle don't smile the whole way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it happens oh, occasionally. Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. On the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show on Jeep Life, I share the overlooked upgrade we all should be making to our Wranglers if you do any sort of wheeling. You know, I was just thinking we're going to have a whole show just in the intros here with me talking. <laughs> I'm Tony, and I installed a new bumper this week, and tonight I'll tell you what past guest built this bumper wait somebody that was on the show previously built your bumper yes and i had to tell us i had no idea it, I, I it would wasn't not... me I, I sure the hell didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I found it very interesting i think you will too local jeep news national jeep news and news from around the world it's this week in jeep well i'm gonna make the proclamation right now i'm gonna piss a whole lot of you off as i say it east coast jeepers can't drive <laughs> 
Wait. After last week's story of a wrong turn leading to a six-hour subway shutdown because somebody decided to drive their Jeep through a clearly marked streetcar tunnel and onto the tracks, I didn't think we'd see a story topping that level of bad driving so quickly. Yet here we are. And once again, it's a Jeeper from the east side of the country. What are y'all doing over there on the east coast anyways? This time in New Jersey, a homeowner got quite the surprise when an out-of-control Jeep careened through four fences and two backyards before splashing down in his swimming pool on Monday afternoon. You know, I, I like to go for a swim every now and again as much as the next Jeeper, but I usually opt to get out of the Jeep first. The late model Jeep Grand Cherokee was traveling northbound on Roosevelt Avenue in Laurel Springs when the driver crashed into a parked vehicle, lost control, drove through two backyards, and ended up submerged in a pool. Talk about a bad day getting worse. Now, according to the released report, the driver managed to get out of the Jeep by themselves before first responders arrived, escaping with only minor injuries. No other injuries were reported. What followed was another strange set of events as a crane lifted the Jeep out of the water from the front of the house, lifted it up and over the house, through the yard, back to the front of the house, and onto a waiting tow truck. Imagine what that would have looked like from your living room window. The crash remains under investigation. If anybody witnessed the crash or has any information related to it, please contact the Gloucester Police the, uh, Township Police Department. You know, not including uh, any damage to the pool, do you know how much it's going to cost to ref the drain and refill that pool? I mean, uh, the draining, I guess, won't cost that much, but that's a lot of money just from the water bill yeah, trying to refill help, that help thing. Take a long time, too, and then the chemicals to go in there. And there, I would have to imagine that, that a Jeep traveling at that kind of rate of speed to go through that many fences, that across these many yards, and end up into the pool, there has to be some damage Somewhere to the edge of the pool, to something. There's no way that that pool has went through this entire in, uh, scene unscathed. I, uh, there's got to be something. I don't well, know. Well, but, you know, this uh, looking at the point. picture you have here in our show notes, which we'll have in the uh, the JeepTalkShow.com uh, website show notes when we put up this episode. Uh, I don't see any damage to the pool. I mean, there's got to be some sort of either, scratch marks or something. I, right. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that uh, that you know they're going to find a crack or something, and they're going to have to dig out that whole thing. Or, oh, I, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Oh, that would be horrible. And uh, you know, I don't know if you could get the 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 nasty uh, fluids and stuff out of there. I might actually try to buy it from the insurance company since it's probably totaled, and just have a, a cool underwater uh, device you could uh, drive. You know, like snorkel under and pretend oh, you're geez. like on sea view. I know timely reference. <laughs> And just just have fun around a uh, well, di- hey, diving around a wreck. Way. <laughs> the airbags didn't deploy, and it is chlorine water, so probably no mold. I you know I don't know. I did you know if you dry this thing out pretty good enough, it'll probably smell nice and clean. I hope they hit the uh, turn the ignition off where they hit the water, so they didn't hydrolock it. It'd be pretty funny if they put this thing out on the street, started it up, and drove it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jeep. It probably would. <laughs> well, a split second decision saves a Jeep and possibly some lives, too. The close call happened on Monday at Northgate Boulevard and Voyager Parkway on the north side of Colorado Springs. The driver said he only had a split second to make a choice, either run a red light and stop the runaway vehicle, or just sit and watch what would happen next. He chose to act. Bobby Sorden is being called a hero for what he did, and his dash cam caught the whole thing. We'll have a link to that video in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. An RV was flat-towing a Jeep Wrangler and made a left turn across the intersection Bobby was sitting at. 
The RV completed the turn, but not before the Jeep broke off the back of the RV and just kept rolling through the intersection and into oncoming lane of traffic up a hill nonetheless. Bobby violently honked his horn, trying to get the attention of the RV driver, but that didn't work. The RV just kept on going. That's when Bobby took action. He gunned it, speeding through the intersection and running the red light. He slammed the car into park just behind the Jeep as it started rolling back down the hill, back towards the busy intersection. Bobby then hopped out of his own car and then ran to the driver's side of the Jeep. He recalled his first thoughts going through his head at that very moment and prayed that the driver's side door of the Jeep that was now starting to roll backwards towards him Exactly. Was unlocked. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. What is it? I mean, what's the odds it would be unlocked? unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Bobby ripped the door open, jumped in the driver's seat, and hit the brakes immediately. The quick thinking by Bobby's family didn't stop there either. Bobby's wife jumped into the driver's seat of their vehicle and took off. She started driving in the direction of the RV and that the RV had gone. The he's kids got, were in the he's got a vehicle. Seat. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> the kids were in the back seat, heads on swivels. They spotted the RV just a few blocks away. The people in the RV had no clue where their Jeep was, but they knew something had happened to it. After everything was all said and done, the only damage was a broken tow hitch. Bobby knows that he may have broken the law by running a red light, but... It's pretty obvious he likely prevented something much worse from happening by doing so. Of course, the Colorado Springs Police Department has issued Bobby a citation for the moving violation through the mail. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, they didn't. They didn't do that. <laughs> but that would have been funny. Yeah, it would have been. It's funny for the show. So pretty crazy stuff, man. I, I've, I've seen this. I had to watch it a couple few times just because, I mean, there is, there's a lot going on. Uh, a lot happening in a very, very short period of time. I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing. I, I'm oh, sure no, pretty much any of us would have been like, holy cow, that's a Jeep. Uh, you know, stop it quick. Go, go get it. You know, that, that sort of thing. I'm pretty sure there's not too many of us that wouldn't have reacted. So uh, hats off, nonetheless, uh, to Bobby for, for, you know, making this thing happen, you know, making a, a really good decision here. I'm sure the, uh, the people who own that Jeep and, and the RV are, are very grateful. Oh, yeah, because it basically means that they have an undamaged Jeep, which is a, a huge and investment. And no insurance claim with injuries. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I hope, uh, uh, I hope, uh, was it Bobby? I hope Bobby gets a, a bit of a, a pat on the back, maybe a, a few bucks for helping out if he would even accept it. Uh, as uh, I don't know if he's a Jeeper or not. I, I didn't I miss that. my question. That's the, that was the question I had uh, going through my head. Now, I've, I've read a few articles on this story, uh, and they all say that, that multiple agencies have reached out to Bobby and his family uh, for an interview, but they have all pi politely been declined. Well, they've got to put a, uh, a careening Jeep going down the road if they want to get in contact with him because he'll <laughs> pop up. <laughs> I'm here to save the day. So, yeah, no, that's great. But uh, it's it's a great story. I'm glad it turned out that well. But you have to wonder, where were the chains? Where were the chains that were supposed to back up that uh, uh, that uh, tow bar that was uh, pulling this Jeep? Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering uh, just what how much failed here. Uh, you see in the video, uh, as the RV and Jeep combination come through the intersection, there's a moment where all of a sudden there's a shower of sparks coming from underneath, uh, where I'm assuming where the trailer hitch just fell off right. the RV. I, I, I don't know exactly where the break happened, uh, whether or not it was at the connection of the Jeep, whether it was at the connection of the uh, RV or at the hitch, you know, I don't know. They say the only damage was a broken trailer hitch, but... Um, 
uh, you know, but, I, that doesn't really give us a whole lot of detail. No, I mean, so the, chains, the chains are meant to do this. And, and Josh, you know, I'm looking at flat towing the XJ with uh, the 2021 uh, Jeep Gladiator that uh, that I purchased and or I should say purchasing. And uh, this is what concerns me. I do not want to spend two grand on a braking system that can be used remotely from the tow vehicle. Uh, but if you do have someone like that, whenever, and I think they all do this, if you if you break the connection uh, between the, the tow vehicle and the vehicle being flat towed, the brakes are applied. And that certainly would have helped in this situation because the, the Jeep would have stopped on its own. It looks like it, it, in the video, when you kind of slow it down and you can pause it, it almost looks as if the entire trailer hitch fell off of the RV. Now, likely this could have been oh. from a number of reasons. Maybe that RV was also used to tow a boat a couple of times. Maybe it's been in the water a few times. Uh, maybe it yeah. uh, lives in an area where you know they salt the roads and there's just a lot of rust back there. And it was the you know the straw that broke the camel's back. It was one you know one pothole or or one manhole cover uh, to. Well, we've had a bit of a technical issue here on the Jeep Talk Show. It's a really strange situation where we actually lost a host. Uh, their uh, their internet service provider provider went down, and I'll be happy to uh, advertise who it is. Infinity, uh, they're in the uh, Portland area, so uh, we're going to continue on. Hopefully, Josh will return to the show shortly. If you got a news tip or you have a response to any of our stories, make sure and let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we got something for everyone at the 4x4radionetwork.com, the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, and lots of great off-road shows. It's all free, and it's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Rich with Weehaw, my 2016 Jeep Wrangler. Uh, you guys were talking earlier episode of, uh, the Gorilla Glass and I bought my 2016 Wrangler used and it had a chip in the windshield and they had said they would fix it for me for an additional cost. But because I have a business, I'm able to actually roll that cost into the business and I have free glass replacement on all my vehicles. So I went ahead and checked into the Gorilla Glass. And it was of no cost to me to put the Gorilla Glass in. And for the last year, I've had it in there. I don't recognize hardly any chips or anything in the glass. In fact, uh, I didn't notice anything until this past week when I did decide to put some of that uh, that quartz micro film over it to keep down the heat that comes through that windshield uh, when it's parked. And I did like an 80% on that, I think, is what it was. But um, that's when I actually noticed there was some small, tiny little chips in the glass on the outside of it. But on the inside, it's been it's been great. Um, glass has been no problems. Great show, guys. Look forward to uh, the ne- next episode. Talk to you soon. Hey, Rich. Thanks for calling in. Hey, let's go over to the uh, the Zoom people in our Zoom meeting. Uh, does anybody there have Gorilla Glass in their uh, their Jeep or maybe even a different vehicle? No, not yet. <laughs> Just, you, not yet, but I, I got a window I got to put in before the ne- next inspection, though, so got to be looking at it. I, I put Gorilla Glass in mine after my last crack across the top, and it was about a little over 500 to to get that installed, so... I thought it was interesting the the deals y'all were pointing out last 
on the last. Oh, I know. Doesn't that piss you off? Ninety-five bucks to get Gorilla Glass. Uh, the only the only downside to that is you got to buy a new vehicle. There's always a catch. Yeah, <laughs> they're always they always have something to get you. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So last week I told you about the Motorbilt Crusher rear bumper I purchased for the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Well, this past weekend I prepped, primed, painted, and installed the bumper. For the, those of you that follow JTS on Facebook, Instagram, and now on TikTok, you have already seen the progress and installation of the bumper. Wow, what a beautiful bumper. If you're like me, you're concerned about using a new company. I didn't know Moto built. I didn't know what they built, if it, if it was good or not, and where's the Moto? <laughs> so you can look up the reviews of, uh, of a, a new bumper that you're looking at or any Jeep uh, modification, uh, but, you know, but, but you never know until you get it, at least not for sure. I can say that I am personally very impressed with the build quality of the Moto built bumpers and just how heavy duty both the Crusher stubby front bumper and the Crusher rear bumper are. In my post about the rear bumper, I received a surprise. Rob Bender Park commented a thank you when I mentioned how beautiful the bumper was and just how god-awful amazing the, the welds were on the, on the bumpers. Now, Rob uh, Bender, or Bender as we, we call him, uh, is one of the uh, ones that started King of the Hammers and was one of the four hosts on Truck Night in America. And come to find out, he built my bumpers. You know, I haven't kept in touch with Bender after our last interview, which was episode 327, but Bender also filled in when we were scheduled to interview another Truck Night America uh, host and off-road racer, Pete Soren, uh, when he passed away in an off-road accident. So, guys, what do you think? Is it? Uh, do you guys remember uh, Rob Bender Parks? Do you remember? Did you hear the interview? Do you? Uh, did you know he's part of uh, uh, King of the Hammers, et cetera, et cetera? And what do you think about him building my bumpers? He's the one with the crazy That's pretty hair. Pretty cool. Uh, no hair. <laughs> there was one on that show that had crazy hair. Yeah, there was one that was crazy hair. No, no uh, Rob. And come to find out in the interview, I found out that uh, he used to work at Enron. Right before it crashed, right before all the stuff happened, uh, he wasn't personally responsible, of course. And uh, <laughs> then he transitioned to uh, just doing, I guess, what his first love was, which was off-road. And uh, as I recall, it's been a while since I uh, did that interview, but as I recall, he and some friends were just out there screwing around, and uh, they, they would build stuff and go race it and drive it. And, uh, and then it became King of the Hammers, the, the huge thing that it is now. So apparently, uh, Bender is now uh, working uh, with uh, Motobilt and uh, building bumpers. I was shocked whenever I got a comment. I was I, I posted a a thing on Instagram, I believe it was, about how beautiful the Jeep parts were, and it was the parts that go on the bumper that uh, protect the, uh, the 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 section of the the bed of the JT uh, rearward of the tires. So they have these mounts, kind of like the the Mopar uh, mounts that uh, that for the sliders that they have for the uh, the Rubicons. Uh, and these mounts go bolt exactly that same place where the Rubicon does. And uh, the uh, they were just, just big, huge hunks of metal. They weren't that heavy, but they were still nice, thick, and just absolute beautiful welds. But anyway, in my post, I put on there that it's a, such a shame when you have G parts that are this pretty that nobody is ever going to see. 
you get them installed and unless you're running over them in a road rage incident you're they're not going to see it <laughs> chances are that'd be the last thing they were checking out as they were getting mashed <laughs> but wasn't the original king of the hammers uh eight people wasn't that like the uh, the original eight that did the uh inaugural race you know, I don't, I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, but I've never been that interested in off-road racing. I, I've, I like the idea of, uh, you know, like it's like mud bogs, the high RPM uh, uh, trucks driving through mud bogs, and you just hear those those uh, engines screaming. Never been, really been interested in that. I mean, it's fun watching somebody blow something up or roll something, but as far as myself, I like the idea of just getting up and over or through things. And uh, the off-road racing? This never has been interesting to me. Yeah, it's impressive how fast they go through that. They they just beat the tarnation out of one of those things as they as they do that. Yeah, it well it really tests parts, doesn't it? They they oh, go yeah. really fast and then they crawl over big old boulders. It's crazy at speed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at speed. Uh, now I have seen some of the some of the situations where they crawl over other uh, contestants. <laughs> I've seen that too. The the last uh. uh King of the Hammers, I think somebody rolled over somebody else's tire so they could get past them on the trail. <laughs> I think I saw that. Uh, didn't uh, it was a solid axle rig that won the last one, right? It was a bomber. Oh, I'm it surprised was, it's not always a solid axle rig. <laughs> they got, well, there's a huge yeah. section of it that's uh, desert run. So oh, yeah. yeah. Connection through there, and the IFS rigs just, yeah, just pop that one out. And, and and there's less dental work uh for the IFS drivers. IFS, IFS. Yeah. I don't remember what driver it was, but they had the new Bronco, supposedly. It was a uh, that uh they were using and they were in the lead for like a long time and uh they broke something and ended up not winning, but he was in the lead for the most part unless he hadn't broke. Well anyway, I I'm really uh, impressed with this bumper. It's just beautifully done. In fact, it was it, it, I was a little uh, uh, hesitant about getting it because I was afraid it was too pretty for an off-road bumper. You know what I mean? Whenever they they do too many things to it, and you go, "Man, just give me a uh, you know a railroad tie. I just need something that protects the vehicle and is uh, is very uh, you know strong." But uh, but sure, I've been really like happy. a bumper, Tony. I mean, it it really is. The D rings are kind of high up, though. I thought so that- too. I, that's one thing I notice on it. I not, don't doesn't oper- change the functionality of it, but it's just something I just never seen them up that high before. I noticed that it was really strange, but uh, you know, I I don't know if Rob designed the or I should say Bender designed the bumper or not. Uh, or I do know that he built it. And, and by the way, I have reached out to uh, to, to uh, Rob uh, Parks Bender. Uh, about uh, uh, either doing an interview or getting me in contact with somebody at Motobilt to do an interview. So I'm, I'm hoping to bring you guys more information on those bumpers here very soon. But like I said, I've been really impressed with it. Uh, front and rear now, uh, I got it covered, and uh, it's ready to go for uh, the September 18th uh, Jeep Talk Show Texas event at Hidden Falls. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go over and check out the Facebook page, uh, Jeep Talk Show Facebook page, and uh, check the event. But it's going to be September 18th at Hidden Falls Adventure Park. And damn, I'm sure I'm hoping that Nixon uh, comes through with some tires because uh, other than uh, a uh, sway bar disconnect, I'm uh, I'm ready to go. But uh, I think I've been trying to pump it up on Instagram there. So I think I've been tagging folks that talk about going out. I saw that. I know you're not a badge fan, but if you don't know, the Jeep Badge of Honor app just updated. 
uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, that's what that was. I thought yeah. that was the Onyx app that you were talking about. So now the, the Jeep Badge of Honor is, is back on. I think it was at one time, and they removed it, so I'm not sure uh, what yep. happened there. Yep. The latest update, though, added it back. So when you go out there, you can check in and, and get your badge to burn in a bonfire or whatever it is you want to do with the badges there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's back on there. And You know, the Motobuilt thing, before you leave that one, um, they have one called a frame chop rear bumper that I'm really interested in. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but no. it, actually, it changes the whole subframe. So it cuts about three to four inches off of your frame horn to stick out the back. And then it changes the the crossbar on there that you get with them. And they say that it makes 35s have the same, uh, you know, exit angle as 40s, right? Because of the, the shallower or whatever. So right. I, the departure angle, that's what I'm sorry. But uh, it looks it looks really really cool. I've actually I've got I'm running the Evo Delete right now, but it doesn't have any tub protection, right? So when you come off the ledges, I'm always worried about smashing into the tub or whatever. So that frame chop bumper Motobuilt has, I'm I'm very interested in that. I'm glad you mentioned that as far as the the departure angle, because we all know that the 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 Jeep truck, the JT, the Gladiator has a horrible uh, departure angle because you know it's it's a truck. <laughs> and it really sticks out there, even though it's only a five-foot bed. Um, you, I've noticed on some bumpers, the the part that you see easily looks really good, and it's really strong and covered and stuff. But underneath, where you might be dragging across rocks, or you know, uh, it, it, there's nothing there. And that's not the case on this this uh, Crusher rear bumper. They've got nice uh, thick metal uh, going back a good six inches. Uh, so, I mean, it could still get caught on something, but depending on how I come down on it, it's going to hit that, the, that's the, the flat part of the bumper and, and it's not really flat, but the flattish part of the, uh, underneath the bumper and dig across that bumper, which, which of course is what it's made to do. And, uh, and I'll mention this, I don't know how, what, what you guys think about, um, the, uh, the powder coating stuff, but if you're going to take your rig out and you're going to use it and you're going to, uh, you know, scratch things up with rocks and so on and so forth. It's a lot easier to fix those uh, scratches in the metal with a rattle can than it is uh, to have pull off the bumper and have it all all that powder coating removed and all uh, repowder coated. I, I do not like powder coating on anything that is going to be in contact with the ground. Yeah, you you mocked me pretty good on a call in question one time on that. I don't know if you remember that? I did a uh, I did a uh, no, but it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I said I sent a question. I think it was on Instagram, and you and Josh. I, I said, "Hey, I I damaged the powder coat on my front bumper coming off on some rocks. How do you recommend as a tech tip to to kind of patch it up?" And y'all basically said I was an idiot for getting it powder coated. It's kind of how I took a, the response there. Uh, <laughs> they still sore about it. it. <laughs> yeah, so obviously no. Actually, now I take that advice. I'm looking at the sliders and. Now, only time I look at them is in raw. Like, I don't want them to come oh, back. Yeah, because if you get moisture up underneath that powder coating, it'll start blistering all the way across it. Hey. Plus, like Tony said, you start, you start sliding on it, it's an easy rattle can fix because that's, you know, that's why you're buying all that stuff. You're going you're gonna to scrape it or drag it or hit it or something. So, Tony, on the backside of it, well, one thing I noticed with my bumper, I got the stock Rubicon bumper, is it's a scoop for mud. Oh yeah, it, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's going to scoop it up as well. Sure, yeah, it would. Um, and uh, I'm I'm not all overly concerned about that. It is nice and open enough where it shouldn't hold the mud. You know, once you get home and put a hose on it. 
Yeah, my I like pressure washer. And I'm still dropping mud from three trips ago. <laughs> yeah. That stubby front bumper they have, that looks pretty nice also. Yeah, it, it looks crappy with those skinny uh, factory tires, though. <laughs> well, I, I need you know. I need some wider tires up front. I mean, overall, the Gladiator looks wonderful, and I'm, I'm really happy with it overall. Uh, and uh, it, it, it just... Uh, uh, I was a little concerned about putting that uh, rear bumper on. That thing is 105 pounds, uh, but it doesn't seem like it has uh, dropped the uh, the the bed, uh, the back end of the uh, the Jeep any. Well, it makes it ride a little better, though. Well, it's it's, it's, it's it hardly rides really nice. Like, I like the red like accents on the back. Like yeah, most I, trucks, you load them down a little, just a little bit, and it kind of smooths out that suspension just a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hope you keep it back in the, down in the snow when you guys get another Armageddon. Ice ice apocalypse is what we call it around here. Oh, okay. Snowmageddon. <laughs> Look at that. Let's so, see. what's the next upgrade on, on the Gladiator? Uh, right now, I think that uh, other than the uh, getting the tires on there, uh, it will only be the um, uh, something for uh, quick disconnects or. Uh, anti-rock or i don't know yet but something to uh handle that uh, uh potential tire dropping uh situation like what i had last time i mean even if i hadn't had that issue i still wanted to have something that would ge- give me better articulation off-road i just got to be really careful to not not make it a uh, uh a squirrely feeling thing for uh the rest of the family if uh, if and when they're driving the gladiator why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for how years now, and I figure I'm time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit attention all rat bastards and especially those of you that are now paid subscribers to the jeep talk show and are no longer rat bastards but you can still call yourself that uh if you'd like to become a a paid subscriber and uh, no longer be called a rat bastard you can go over to jeeptalkshow.com and see the different ways that you can subscribe you know it's uh when i say different ways there's different pay levels and don't forget that two of those pay levels are going to get you some uh well some jeep talk show merch some uh, some badges to put on your jeep or or really anywhere you want to stick them uh, and uh, oh, don't forget, if you'd still like to be part of our infectious agents, you can go into our store and also purchase a nice 20-page uh, sheet or pages of uh, Rat Bastard uh, toe tags where you actually can go and infect Jeeps in your area. That's JeepTalkShow.com. Check it out now. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, let's put this sway bar, no sway bar argument to rest. Uh, I'm going to explain to you what exactly happens when you drive without a sway bar, and I'm going to put it in layman's terms so everybody can understand. Uh, First of all, I want to say sway bars on the trail, take them things off. You don't need them on the trail. But as soon as you hit the road, you need at least front end sway bar. Okay, so picture this if you will. You're at a wedding with your Aunt Edna. Now, in this situation, the wedding is the trail. Aunt Edna is your XJ or Jeep or whatever. (laughs) The music is the obstacle. And alcohol is taking your sway bar off. 
So what happens when you take your sway bar off? Well, Aunt Edna's synthetic hips get a little loosey-goosey, and they flex. They do things that they shouldn't be doing. They do things that you don't want to see and that you're going to try real hard to forget, but you can't. And it'll consume your nightmares. I hope that explains it, because I'm left with a bunch of questions now about if Aunt Edna's signal or not. And what happened to uh, Uncle Fred? But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that I just ate some Scrabble tiles. Yeah, next time I go to the bathroom, it could spell disaster. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a potty joke. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. If we've learned nothing, you can never go wrong with a potty joke. Yep. Uh, well, uh, I, I think, uh, gosh, it was a couple of years ago now that uh, I went uh, off-road up to Barnwell. Uh, just uh, uh, It's about even with Dallas, Texas. It's a, a little further east. And uh, I took the sway bars off of it uh, at that time. Uh, and it was it's not mud, but there was a lot of uh, brown iron residue that was built up on the Jeep when I went out on that weekend. And I just didn't uh, reattach the sway bars. And uh, I still haven't attached them. Of course, uh uh, I've done some modifications, and at this point, I need to adjust those uh, those links so that it will, uh, uh, you know, not be too short or too long uh, for the uh, the disconnects. But yeah, I drove it, uh, you know, up until getting the Gladiator a few months ago. So uh, it's it's a different feeling, but I I really didn't have a problem with it, and I'm not a, a meager driver. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. And now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a tank of big old tires and a liar. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. Yeah, you need to give me a beer. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Deep Talk Show's must-have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep. Hey, on this week's must-have pick of the week for your Jeep, we have an eight-piece quick fist clamp mounting kit. Keep your mind out of the gutter. Uh, the Quick Fist 90010 is a one conventional kit that mounts several tools or equipment on just about any vehicle. You know, I think I saw these people at, uh, at SEMA, and I waited around the 2019 SEMA, and I waited around to talk to them because I wanted to actually have them on uh, the show because they had a big display with a bunch of connections uh, for uh, multiple devices. I mean, it wasn't specific uh, to any one device. It's just like anything that has a handle. Uh, these things uh, could uh, ratchet and hold. So it was a really cool thing. I'm actually going to ch- check this thing out. Uh, this is actually a, uh, an entry that uh, Josh made uh, tonight that he would have normally been reading. So this quick fist kit comes with eight of their top-selling clamps in three different sizes. comes in one convenient money-saving package. This kit comes with two mini quick fists, good for things like hand tools, tire irons, uh, or fishing poles, uh, and it also comes with four original quick fists. These are perfect for larger hand tools like axes, shovels, or that D-cell uh, mag light that you have. You also get two super quick fist clamps. These are perfect for power tanks, fire extinguishers, or large storage cylinders. The clamps are UV resistant and made of heavy duty transportation grade rubber, not affected by cold or climates. 
So, Zoom people, do you guys uh, do anything with the uh, the quick fist clamping system on your rigs? I actually have it on my power tank. How does it hold up? Is it is it a nice, solid connection? Yeah, for a bungee cord, it moves a little bit, but I haven't had any other problems with it. Yeah, that's something you don't want uh, launching into the back of your head uh, in uh, <laughs> aggressive off-road uh, or even in on-road driving. Yeah, it doesn't move around at all. It just kind of it moves a little bit for like a bungee cord, but... I'm not worried about it leaving in the fit, quick fist. Now, it is a, it's a plastic thing, kind of like a zip tie, but ha- like a heavy-duty zip tie, right? When you mention bungee cord, I think of uh, uh, some um, uh, fabric-type material with some rubber inside there, and it, it, it moves around a bit. This stuff looks like it's uh, just uh, uh, plastic that uh, it isn't very pliable, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Think of the trucker bungee cords, sack type of rubber. Okay. Well, I can see how that would form fit better. Uh, was it a good purchase? Do you think it was a good purchase for you? Yeah, I liked it. Excellent. Well, you guys should try it out. And uh, you've actually heard from our uh, one of our Zoom people uh, that uh, they use it themselves. Now that you must have this all-in-one Quick Fist Super Kit, we'll make it easy for you. And you can save more over $10 from the manufacturer's website by using the link we'll have in the show notes for this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Well, I'm all alone, at least from the host's uh, co-host perspective, which I, I guess it's good because I'm super gassy tonight. Uh, oh, sorry, Zoom people. I, nobody run away. You're here now and you can't leave. Well, John still can't smell, so. <laughs> oh, he's getting it back. I'm getting oh. it back. Slowly, he's getting it back. We'll test it tonight. Slowly. How's that? <laughs> So each week we uh, we have our campfire site chat, which we bring our Zoom people in. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I've talked about this several times tonight. So get sick of it. <laughs> We're talking about our Zoom meeting that we have when we record the show on Thursday nights. If you'd like to be part of the Zoom room, the Zoom meeting, and the Zoom people, it's really simple. Just go over to JeepTalkShow.com and sign up for our newsletter, and you'll get a notification with a link. Now, I'm betting you guys don't even use the newsletter anymore. You know exactly where to come and what time to get here, right? Get the bookmark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know the timing. Like in. <laughs> I still click on the link in the email. Those aren't useless emails yet. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I mean, we try to make it nice and convenient for you. Have you guys shared uh, the uh, the Zoom meeting with anybody? I have. I have. Yeah. Did they show up? Once. Yeah, and they haven't. Did I show up one time? One time? Oh, that's not good. <laughs> well, he came. He came a couple of times, but he he goes to bed early. So. Oh yeah, that is the downside about this. Uh, uh, it, it's, it is strange too, cause, uh, we, we do this, this late because of Josh and he's on the West coast. So go figure. Uh, <laughs> so Share with Mike, remember Mike from, uh, the last Texas Jeep event? Yeah, yeah, certainly do. I think he's coming to the, uh, the, the next one on the 18th. That's the plan. And, uh, he joined us, I think one night, but the same thing, he, he has to get at work at five in the morning. So that's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you, what do you guys do with your cell phones when you're off-road? You know, if you have a mount, which uh, which is a good one, 
Uh, is it thrown in the glove box or center console whenever you're not using it? Uh, or do you go with the, the old uh, inner thigh, uh, low crouch tuck? <laughs> so let's, uh, let's see who all we have in the, uh, the, the show here tonight. I, I don't think Travis is with us. So uh, normally I try to start with Travis so he can, uh, we can get him before he falls asleep. Uh, let's, uh, let's stop with start at the top with, uh, John, John, what do you do with your cell phone? Do you have, uh, you have a good mount for it? If, if so, which one? I love my mount. So I went with the, uh, the vector e system which is a rail that goes all the way across the dash from the jk and then i went with the 67 designs uh phone holder mount that's got a carbon fiber shaft or whatever on it right to the factory dock and i can tell you when we were out at hidden falls last time all the bouncing around off camera shelf drops all that kind of stuff the phone never moved i mean it's it's in there and i didn't have my doors on so uh, it, it oh that's great. scary that's you've got to be able to trust us uh, the mount if you don't have your doors on there oh yeah and i never worry about it as soon as you pop it in there it's it's got a a really nice spring set on the 67 design mount and it has a it's like an aluminum holder or whatever and it's never waned on me like it doesn't get slack over time or anything <laughs> like that i've had it on there for about a year and a half and i will say it was it was pricey but i mean it's worth it i mean that it holds the phone at a perfect angle I can put GoPro mounts on the Vector E-Dock. I mean, everything. works great. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Is it important to you or not to be able to charge the phone uh, while it's in the dock? Uh, and maybe you are charging the phone with a cable. Yeah, I use a cable on the little uh, the 110 outlet they have on the JK on the console and just run a cable to the bottom of it and it works just fine. So uh, I, uh, I actually went with the 67 designs on everything. I've got it in the XJ and in uh, my wife's TJ and, of course, now in the JT. Uh, I really like their stuff. It is very expensive for what it is, in my opinion, but it is. But I did buy it three times, so, you know, there you go. Uh, now, I did something a little different because I like the idea of putting uh, putting the phone in something uh, that charges it without me having to connect any cables to it. In other words, wirelessly uh, charging it. Now, those things don't charge as well as the the, the cable does. But from a convenience standpoint, uh, I got these. Uh, I, I looked around and tried to find a uh, a charging system, uh, a phone holder charging system that would mount with the 67 designs and uh, carbon fiber arms and connectors. And I did, and it looked sharp. And all I do is just hold the phone up there. It automatically clamps the phone. And, of course, you guys know I've been off uh, over at Hidden Falls several times uh, using the this mount, and I've had zero issues with it. And it's just so nice. The phone charges. I pull it out of there. The phone stops charging. I don't have to discon- disconnect the cable or any of that. In fact, I, I, I kind of need to put up a little post or something about that. It, it works so well that you guys might like it. Uh, but that's the what? only thing I didn't get from 67 Designs was the phone holder. My, my problem with that is I run a really thick Pelican charger or phone case, I mean. Oh, yeah. So when I try to run the uh, the wireless charger or whatever, it's, it doesn't work very well. So I, I kind of go back to the old trusty cable. No, I know that's more- no. It, well, my wife has actually had some failures uh, of the jacks on her, uh, mainly, mainly on tablets. And uh, I like the idea of not... Uh, uh, stressing that, especially in an off-road situation and pulling that cable in and out so many times. So uh, that's the, I actually went the direction of getting something thin to go around the phone because of that exact situation that you're talking about. 
All right, Mike, uh, Zen, uh, you know, I haven't told, uh, uh, haven't told Josh about your demand to be called Zen. So you, we'd know which one, it, uh, which Mike we're talking to, but, but I will, and you feel free to tell him next time we're, uh, he's on here doing this thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, Mike Zen, uh, what do you do for a good mount? Uh, or, or do you just throw it in the uh, glove box or center console? No, well, I usually try to have a mount for it because so, I do like to record, uh, when I go off-roading. Uh, for my YouTube channel, um, so I did buy a cheap twenty mount, uh, plastic mount uh, from Best Buy, and ended up being, you know, it was flexible, but ended up breaking off. Uh, there is a mount that uh, I am looking at, which is called the Mob Armor, which is a magnetic uh, mount, and I was looking into that, and I think I'm going to be getting that next. Uh, so it looks like you know, I was looking at my vehicle and kind of like looking where I probably would place it. And I think we'll, I'll be able to maneuver the mount where I could actually have a good uh, view of the, of the uh, front windshield mm -hmm. and uh, record. Um, so uh, do you put reviews up on your YouTube channel? I don't even know where your YouTube channel is. Uh, where is that? Uh, my YouTube channel is called uh, Jeep Zentox. Uh, so Zentox is spelled D-E-N-T-O-K-S. Uh, yeah, and I just post whatever video I post up, and you can put comments and, and like and stuff like that. Right. Do you, do, you, do you have any reviews of the, the mount uh, the mount that you've used, the mount you're going to use, your planning on video? I haven't done any reviews on it. Um, once I get the uh, the mount, I think I probably will, uh, will do a review on it and, and put it up on the YouTube all right. Well, good. We'll have to check that out, uh, and uh, we'll have to try to get a link in so uh, folks can uh, jump over there and uh, see some of your videos. Now, if if you've gone to the Ratbastard uh, dot lol web page, you will see one of uh, Mike Zinn's uh, uh, really really funny commercials for uh, the Rat Bastard uh, toe tag thing. Uh, did a really good job on that. That was that's a lot of fun. And I don't know if you guys know this or not. If you've actually experienced it, it is just a wonderful feeling. Whenever you know you come up with something, and number one, people like it, and then number two, people actually go to the time of making a video uh, about it. And that's just it's just a wonderful feeling to see that somebody is that interested in it that they take their time to do that. And and again, I know I've thanked you many times, Mike, but thanks very uh, very much for doing that. It was a lot of fun seeing it. Oh, you're welcome. I, I just had the idea, and I actually recorded it in about 15 minutes. I just went and recorded it and, and see how it came up, and I thought it was pretty funny. 15-minute video and four hours of editing. I know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christopher, how do you, what do you do with your, uh, your cell phone? You got a mount, or uh, do you do the, uh, the, the low-crotch tuck? Um, I use a uh, mount on my windshield, and uh, since I have it, Grand Cherokee, I don't really have the doors off often. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> and I use a cable because I have a dual din with uh, Apple Play, and uh, I use the cord to do that. <clears throat> so, does it hold up off road? You, have you been off road in your uh, in your Grand? Yes, I have, and uh, yeah, it, it holds up pretty well. It's honestly, it's just a Walmart suction cup one that uh, I put on the windshield. I do have to watch it though because if I put it too far back on the windshield, it gets my phone gets way too hot. Yeah, it, yeah. But other than that uh, issue, I really haven't had any issues. It holds up pretty well. It stays on the windshield. It doesn't fall off. Doesn't come out of the holder. So 
Yeah, the, uh, it's like those those suction cup things work really well until they don't, and then you gotta. Right. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. Then you gotta spit all over your fingers and and uh, <laughs> grease up the, the the cup and maybe get all the past spittle off the windshield. I know I'm grossing people out, but I don't <laughs> want the thing so coming. Talk about mounts, right? <laughs> if there's a cold, if there's a cold morning or something, it'll fall off the windshield. Yep. <laughs> Oh, but you, other than that, did you guys do TikTok at all? That was yeah, TikTok. Yeah. So, hey, did you see the one where the I guy? Did you see the one where the guy said uh, he, he's uh, he's talking? He goes, "Well, I woke up to a blowjob this morning," and then the and the guys that are watching the video on on the TikTok are like, "The eyes get big," like, "Oh yeah," and the guy's like, "Yeah, that's the last time I'm gonna fall asleep with my mouth open on the train." So there you go. Oh. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, continuing on, uh, let's go over to uh, Larry Jeep and Mo. Larry, uh, tell us what do you do for a uh, cell phone mount? So, we made a mounting system that bolts into the lower grab handle bolts on a JL. And it puts a, a bar all the way across the dash. And what we use is a phone. the phone mounts that are made for their motorcycles are for uh, mountain bikes that are made to take a lot of, uh, you know, jarring and everything. So that'll clamp anywhere on there. And it's nice because those mounts are only $13. And once you, you can bolt as many on that bar as you want. And we always charge with the cable because on a JL or the JT, like your Gaia and several of the others will come up on your Apple CarPlay screen. So with that bar system on there, kind of like what you know, John was talking about with that bar across the, you know, the JK, you can mount about anything to that bar you want. Right. And like I said, we just fabricated up a couple of mounts that come off that lower grab handle and uh, works pretty nice. Do, do any of you guys uh, use maybe a mounting excuse me, a mounting system like for a GMRS uh, Handy Talkie or CB, uh, Handy yes. Talkie CB? But, yes. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen some of that stuff. In fact, I think it's um, CMM Off-Road uh, that makes this uh, this ball that will screw into the uh, uh, the grab handle that's in front of the uh, glove box on the JL and the GT. You just take out the, the big hex bolt out of there and screw in this, I think it's a one-inch ball. Uh, that screws yeah. in there and it's a great idea uh, but it's like 40 bucks for that thing which to me is just freaking insane i mean you're talking about something that's like 15 dollars, maybe 25 if you want to have a decent profit to it but 40, anything 40 cmm is expensive say, say again yeah anything cmm is expensive yeah, yeah i noticed that uh but yeah, uh, i don't remember what brand it was we got the little it's little similar a little piece of sheet metal that goes in that seam between the grab handle and the main panel it's going and in Discord you right to, now allows you to uh just clip your uh mic on up your cb or whatever you want to oh speaking of which another uh, rabbit hole as we we go down from time to time <clears throat> the uh gorilla uh, tape the the 80 pound stuff uh i have used to stick my uh mic holder onto the uh the dash of the the jt and it has yet to come off and we are 
uh well we're well through summertime and the the jt is parked outside so if you guys are looking for something that you do not want to drill holes in your vehicle uh and you want to mount something that is uh i don't know how well it would hold 80 pounds but uh something like a mic holder or uh anything that uh that you know is is relatively light and you don't want to peel off in the summer heat man this that stuff works great and uh, i actually i think i have it in uh, uh jeeptalkshow.com slash amazon of the, the list of items that you can uh, purchase uh that, that we've talked about on the show if not i'll have to add that to it but the gorilla tape uh i never believed any of that stuff because it always comes off especially in the texas summer heat but that stuff has worked great so let's move on over to uh, uh, Chris, uh, which he didn't have his name in there. It's a good damn thing I know who you are, Chris. Uh, sevenslats.com. Chris, what do you do with your uh, your cell phone and uh, when you're uh, when you're on road and off road? I got a uh, Daystar mount uh, for my local off road shop. I figured I'd patronize them. I was in there. It's just a simple ball mount and uh, works well. I can move the phone up and it's a horizontal mount. I can move it up when I'm off-road, and it takes some great video, just like a GoPro, and it's it's good to go. I have to run the cable uh, on the JK, but uh, yeah, just a simple Daystar mount. It hangs in there okay, uh, right? No, uh, no problems with the phone coming out or dropping to the floor and uh, having no. to pick it up later? No, surprisingly well. I tighten it up, and it, it's good to go. That's great. I'm I'm glad to hear that because it's uh, uh it, it can be very violent uh, the the side to side motions and uh, it can be very violent off road and uh, sometimes you're uh, uh, you you're actually surprised you didn't smash your head on the window or something. It can be so violent and it's always a surprise too. <laughs> it's like oh gee I didn't expect that coming and you can imagine how the phone feels. So it's uh, that's why I keep asking that question that if it, if it holds well because to me you do not want to have to worry about uh, on road or off you do not want to have to worry about trying to get that phone if you're by yourself and now it is uh, you know uh, five feet away from you in the the passenger uh, uh, footwell corner uh, and uh, if you're like me it's like I I don't have time to stop I just got to lay over there and get it I can get it I can reach it. <laughs> So let's go over to uh, Steve O. Steve O, what do you do for a phone mount? So I got what's called the, it's made by tack form, and it clamps to the air vent, the circular air vent with a um, Allen key. So you actually have to sit there and tighten it down with the key. Because I was looking at 67, I was looking at Bulletproof, um, just a bunch of different ones that go in that tray on the on the top of the dash. Uh-huh. And damn it, I want that tray. I want that tray. That's yeah. why I keep my sunglasses. I don't want to give it up. So this one, like I said, bolts right to the uh, to the vent, and that helps keep it cool. But similar to you, I put a um, wireless charger on there. I literally just today spent ninety bucks replacing the charging port on my my uh, Samsung phone because it got worn out from cable. Yeah, that's my concern. So, it happens. Yeah, it does. And, and 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 the phones are such a critical device in our lives now. I mean, you can't hardly buy something uh, electronic uh, that uh, you go through the setup, and the first thing they tell you to do is, you know, set your phone, you know, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, whatever, so they can, you know, step through the process of getting things set up. And, you know, there's if you've got a, a wife or a partner, there's generally going to be another phone or even a kid. There's generally going to be another phone around, but it's not the same as having your own phone. Yeah. Uh, you just really feel naked without it. And I think everybody here is old enough to remember a time when we didn't have cell phones. 
and uh, it's just amazing about how uh, how much they're a part of our lives now. I did put in for you in the Discord link a thirteen dollar option for your microphone for your GMRS. It's what I use. Beautiful. Okay, great. Thank you. Oh, and if uh, you don't, you guys don't know about uh, our Discord uh, channel, just go over to. I think I think I've got it on the website. If not, I'll put it on there. Uh, if you'd like to uh, join our Discord channel, and uh, there's been uh, more more activity this go around than there was when we first created it, so you can go over there and interact with uh, a lot of the the listeners, uh, primarily the uh, the Zoom people. All right, so let's move over to Mudman084. Josh, what do you do for uh, your cell phone? Or are you one of those guys that just has a can and a string? <laughs> I use the RAM mount. Oh, those are very popular. Yeah. I have it on my, my Jeep and on my motorcycle, and I trust it on both spots. So are you able to, to migrate them, uh, the phone, between, or is the mount migrated between the two, or do you just uh, migrate the phone between the two mounts? you got full mounts in both vehicles, in other words. Yeah. Yeah, that's the easiest way of doing it. Um, the, the RAM mount, I kind of hate because everything RAM mount is uh, uses the one-inch ball, and uh, the 67 Designs, the 55 uh, series, is not. I forget. It's like 20. 20 millimeter. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say 21. But, uh, yeah, it's like 20 millimeter, which I forget what size that is. But I don't even think it's three quarters of an inch. So it's significantly smaller than the, the RAM mount stuff. So whenever I was uh, digging around, I found a lot of RAM mount uh, size, uh, like adapters and things, two balls that allows you to, to do two different sizes to, to bridge the gap, so to speak. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's really popular. It's been around for RAM. Uh, has been is very popular. been around for a long, long time. Uh, just really quick, do any of you guys do tablets? Uh, uh, on your off-road thing? I mean, we're talking about phones, but uh, I'm just curious uh, if you've got a, a tablet that you also have uh, mounted in your Jeep, maybe for uh, GPS or uh, trail tracking software. No, because on a JL and JT, Gaia projects right up onto the main screen. So yep. Yep. it kind of took that out. That's a good thing, because I think it'd be harder to hold a, a tablet in place uh, than, well. than it would be a cell phone. I see a lot of guys that do it, and they do it right by the grab bar and everything. I'm thinking, man, that's right where the airbag is. Yeah, that's well, that's like that ball I was talking about, where you screw into the uh, the grab handle in front of the uh, the glove compartment. I look at that, especially some of that stuff that you can put on that ball that holds like uh, handy talkies and stuff. And yeah. I look at that and I go, man, that's going to be an awful uh, weird impression on uh, the passenger's face whenever you're in a a collision of some sort because that's where your head's going. Uh, or the driver, because if it's on the angle, if it's right on the side, yeah, it just seems like you're just creating projectiles. I, I never understood that. Of course, I, I did like the uh, the meme where they were showing the, uh, the the Jeep steering wheel that had all the, the jewels and stuff. They bedazzled their steering wheel, and, and I think somebody posted, uh, ma'am, what you have there is called a Claymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I don't know like people that run the tablet. Say again, John? I was going to say, most people I know that run the tablet run the RAM mounts for the tablet. Yeah, yeah, RAM and mounts, right, Pop. Corner molds or whatever. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's... My YJ, my YJ has no airbag, so I've actually been thinking about putting a tablet on there because we've actually got one for maps for that very purpose just so it's easier to see because the screen's bigger, and then I don't have to worry about having the airbags to go yeah. off you know, I don't know if it's available for the YJ or not, but you can actually get a double-din uh, bezel for a TJ, an XJ, and I bet you there might, well, 
I would check and see if there's one out there for the YJ because you could actually get a, a full screen display and put in that YJ and uh, then you wouldn't have to worry about mounts or anything. You can just put it right out there on the Android uh, head unit. Mm-hmm. And they're not very expensive either. So uh, it's, uh, it's a really cool way of doing it. Uh, I, I did that with the XJ. So let's jump over to uh, Josh D. Josh D, what are you? I see you're muted, so you're going to have to be unmuted. Uh, so uh, what would uh, what what do you do for your cell phone mount? Uh, he may be out. He's a firefighter, and he said he had a call. Oh so yeah, had- you're right. I did see that. I think that was uh, that was on Discord. Uh, okay, so uh, let's uh, let's jump over to uh, Isaac. Isaac, we just heard from you, but uh, well, what do you do for uh, for your mount? So I actually hacked well, i didn't exactly hack the mount itself but <laughs> we got we picked up at walmart in the clearance aisle oh perfect a, a magnetic mount that clips into your vent but our vents aren't sturdy enough to support the weight of our phones right so i had just in my collection of miscellaneous hardware crap down in the basement just a real little like three-quarter inch uh basically just a 90 degree bend and it had a hole drilled in it on the one side that you could use it for hanging curtains or something like that and so i actually just took a little screw and just screwed it right into the dash where i I knew there was no wires behind it it's sort of over by the radio Uh and i took the vent clip because that's spring loaded and i clamped that onto the little l bracket and then on the back side of my phone i've got a little metal disc that's just sandwiched between the case and the phone Ah. and that usually holds it up just fine uh most of our off-roading is done on like gravel and fire roads Uh so nothing too crazy or technical or off camber but for the stuff that we've done it holds up just fine and then i just use a cord to charge the phone or plug the phone into the radio yeah well there's nothing wrong with that and 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 your concern about the uh, about the off-roading, about how the phone hangs on there when it's a magnetic mount, is exactly the same that I, I worry about. Uh, I mean, there are some very powerful magnets uh, available out there, but when I see these mounts, it's very convenient when you just stick it on there. Uh, but uh, yeah. it just it concerns me that in a, a, the violence of being off-road, if it would actually stay there. And I don't care who you are. When that phone goes down, your attention is gonna is gonna be off the road, off the vehicle. And on that phone, as far as it, where's it going, can I grab it, so on and so forth. And that could be a critical time in which uh, you need to be paying attention. So, yeah, uh, but but that's not the kind of off-road you do. So uh, it uh, sounds to work out, uh, seems to work out fine for you. Well, I'm going to thank all you guys for being with us tonight here on the Campfire Side Chat and the Zoom meeting. And uh, hang in there uh, here in just a bit, and I'll get right back with you. So join the Campfire Side Chat, follow us on Facebook, or receive notifications via our newsletter. You know, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll find a link to click and sign up. It's as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to look into subscribing to the show, and as always... Thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Thanks, Jeeper. And now this. Did you know it would probably suck like some big sucking thing if I did the entire episode talking just like this? 
Broadcasting since 2010.